Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. to all the champions and all of the legends out there and welcome to not just a sports report and more specifically the NRL club by club season preview series Uh, we're getting very close to the end I'm gonna have to be banging them out about one per day now but not only are we closing in on the end of this series well that can only mean one thing we are closing in on the NRL season in fact It starts this Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas. What a time to be alive. Uh, So I will also be dropping today my full round zero preview for the two games in Las Vegas. Uh, But today it is all about the Cronulla Sharks. We'll be having a look at the roster, the coaches, best 17, and a few other things as well. And at the very end, I will give my ladder prediction for where I believe the Sharks will finish this year. So with that being said, nothing else to do now but get amongst it. This is the Cronulla Sharks 2024 season preview. All right, let's sink our teeth into the Cronulla Sharks 2024 season. Uh, Now the first thing I've got in my notes, and this really for me is the theme for the Sharks season that is to come. Take the next step. For the Sharkies, last couple of years, they've been in the finals mix. They've shown progression. Uh, progression. They've definitely improved under Craig Fitzgibbon, but they are still not quite on that same level as teams like the Broncos, the Panthers, uh, and a couple of others. So my major theme for the Sharks season, take the next step. Go from, you know, finals contenders to legitimate premiership contenders. Uh, So that is the general theme. It is Craig Fitzgibbon's third season in charge. Now, he's had a pretty good first two years as the Cronulla coach. He's got a gun side now heading into this year. You've got established combinations. They know they've got the right coach. So the theme, next step, is to become a legitimate premiership contender. Now, Craig Fitzgibbon arrived at the club in 2022. He wasn't the only one to arrive in 22. Nico Hines would also cross over from the Melbourne Storm. Dale Finucane doing the same. And Cam McInnes joining the club that year as well. The Sharks would go on to finish in second place. One of the most outstanding teams of that season. Dallium winner Nico Hines. Things going pretty well. For Cronulla at this point. Up until they get bundled out in straight sets. Finals week 1 2022 they lose an absolute thriller 32 to 30 against the Cowboys and then in week 2 a 38-12 loss to Souths. So an amazing regular season for Fitzgibbon's first year in charge uh, but obviously once it came to finals it was a different story. Then we go to the next season, 2023, and last year the Sharkies finished 6th place. Uh, So it wasn't as glamorous 
as that second-placed finish. In fact, at points throughout the year, it looked like Sharks may even miss the eight. Uh, now, personally, I found throughout the year, I just... I found with Cronulla that they were a gun side, uh, but as soon as they conceded points and were under a bit of adversity, I just felt like they got a bit too flash, a little bit too pretty. Uh, all of a sudden, they'd try come off, you know, with these low percentage plays to try and score. Uh, it would end with knock-ons, it would end with forward passes, and I just felt like when the games would get tough, the Sharkies, when they would surrender a lead, just, I don't know, the way they would go about getting back into the contest, it, it just didn't seem to work. Now we come into 2024, you've got Craig Fitzgibbon with two years as the coach under his belt, uh, and now they will be setting themselves to take that next step. Are Cronulla the real deal in 2024? Uh, honestly, my opinion, I think they'll be better than the bottom nine sides. I think they'll play finals. But I don't know if they are the real deal. Because once they get to finals, we have seen it's a different kettle of fish. They just get bundled straight out. So what adjustments have they made? Well, the biggest one, a halves switch up. Uh, and that is my talking point for the Cronulla Sharks this year. Matt Moylan out, and it is Braden Trindle's time to shine. Now, how do Trindle and Heinz combine together? Uh, does remain to be seen over a consistent sample size. Uh, but Braden Trindle, he's been in their system for a while now. Uh, played under 20s with the Storm, then played under 20s with the Sharkies. Came through New South Wales Cup. Uh, he's plied his trade on the bench. Now for Braden Trindle, he finally gets the green light to be the starting half alongside Nico Hines. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting. Obviously last year, Matt Moylan, uh, on that left side, there were some defensive lapses. Uh, so I think that'll be one area of his game, uh, Braden Trindle that is, uh, that is closely under a microscope. Defense. If he can make his tackles get through his work uh, and, you know, on the attacking front, just offer a bit of flair. Well, Nico Hines, this is his team. So you know that Nico has a lot of things covered. Trindle isn't going to be expected to run the show, uh, especially in the sixth jersey. Now, he's played plenty of halfback, so he does have those skills. Uh, but I think it's going to open up his game a whole lot to just have the six on his back, focus on his job as first receiver. And Nico Hines, uh, he can organize a lot of the more complicated stuff in terms of getting the side around the park uh, and the kicking game as well. But my big talking point for the Sharkies, halves switch up. Will it benefit the team? Or perhaps at the end of the season, if Sharkies miss the eight, are we going to look at this and say, damn, they could have done with Matt Moylan or maybe even someone else. Uh, but that's my big talking point. Braden Trindle into the halves. Now, I mentioned Nico Hines. Why don't we stay on that subject? Because it's time for me to release the X-Factor player for the Cronulla Sharks. I've picked an X-Factor player all throughout this series, one per club. Uh, now, interestingly, when I last did this podcast series, it was going into the 2022 season. Uh, so it was Craig Fitzgibbon's first year in charge. 
Uh, and a couple of things I said in that podcast, I actually predicted them to come ninth and they came second. Uh, I felt like they were going to become a real big deal within the competition, but I just said I thought maybe it'll take a year to really, you know, get things going. Well, it didn't. Fitzgibbon proved me very wrong. Uh, that was probably the shittest call I had in that entire podcast series. Uh, so Sharks made a fool out of me. But the other thing for 2022, the Sharks were the only club that I named two X-Factor players. I said Nico Hines, Matt Moylan. Nico Hines would go on to win the Dallium. I spoke about Matt Moylan uh, with his injury past, if he could stay on the field, if they could get this halves pairing going, that was the X factor Cronulla needed. That would prove to be correct. Fast forward to 2024 though, Matt Moylan is gone and there is a very clear X factor player, that being Nico Hines. His influence over the side uh, is growing with each week. He's now had that experience in origin camp. He's worked under Craig Fitzgibbon. He's worked under Craig Bellamy. Uh, and Hines just continues to evolve his game. And you know that if the halfback can fire on all cylinders, well, the Sharkies, they have the punch through the middle with their forwards. They have great edge back rowers. I mean, does anyone run a better line than Britain Nakora? Uh, you have a lot of backline strike that can capitalize off the back of Nico Hines. I think Jesse Ramian, Sione Katoa out on that right side, uh, or even Talakai and Mulatalo on the left. The X-Factor player and the man who unlocks this entire team around him, no doubt, Nico Hines. He's become Cronulla's poster boy. He's shot to superstardom. Now, the big question, can Nico stare the Sharkies to the second premiership in the club's history? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if Sharks, like you would say they're definitely in their premiership window, uh, but I just have a few teams in front of them at this stage. But Nico Hines, he's the one who holds the key to this outfit. He stares the team around the park. And my X-Factor player for the Sharkies, uh, I think it's pretty obvious, it's one Nico Hines. On to the coaching staff now. I've mentioned Craig Fitzgibbon. He was recruited to the club to win premierships. They made a very ruthless call to let go of John Morris. I went honestly... He was doing a decent job as coach. Why did they make the ruthless move? Because Sharks had very high ambitions. That is why they brought Craig Fitzgibbon in. And I think in year three, the pressure will start to mount. Now, Craig Fitzgibbon, I think definitely is the long-term answer. But it's just the nature of a results-driven business. If the results aren't there, all of a sudden there is pressure that comes with that. So there are some challenges for Fitzy, as there were last year, uh, when he had to make some big calls and drop a few players toward the back end of the season. Uh, now going into this year, there are going to be more challenges to come, but Fitzy, with that extra bit of experience under his belt. You've also got the halves gamble, as I mentioned, Braden Trindle in. Uh, so for Fitzy, what is his plan if Hines or Trindle go down? Will it be Daniel Atkinson? Will it be Niwai Puru uh, who comes into the halves? That is interesting as well, what the halves depth does look like. But for Fitzgibbon, he was a world-class player. He's now becoming a world-class coach and he's a defensive mastermind. So I think one of the really important elements this year for the Sharkies 
if they want to be a premiership contender, I think they should be aiming uh, to be one of the best sides defensively this year. You've also got Josh Henne, a uh, former interim coach of the Sharkies and the Cowboys, uh, also on the Queensland Maroons staff. Uh, so Josh Henne, the assistant coach. And there you go, you have some assistant, or sorry, origin assistant experience as well. Josh Henne, he's been in the Maroons environment. Craig Fitzgibbon has spent plenty of time in the New South Wales Blues camp. Uh, so they do have a few extra strings to their bow. Other assistants include Daniel Holdsworth, Steve Price, former Dragons coach, not former Bulldog and Warriors legend. Uh, and Steve Price, not only did he coach the Dragons formally, he also coached the Warrington Wolves over in the Super League uh, from 2018 to 2021. So Fitzy, he's got some very experienced coaching heads alongside him. Uh, and for the staff this year, well, their job is very clear. You need to get the best out of this highly promising Sharks team. The Sharkies one to watch for 2024. Uh, another series that's been going club to club. I've picked one young player from each team to keep an eye on this year. Uh, this is actually the third year running that I've done this series. Uh, for reference, my one to watch last year for the Sharkies was Jesse Colhoun. This year, though, I'm going to go with a Greek international uh, and a young player looking to make his NRL debut somewhere in that back five, young Sateni Taukamo. Uh, now, this young player, Taukamo, he scored Greece's first ever try in the World Cup. Uh, so that was a great moment. And watching the World Cup, uh, I know Greece, definitely not one of the power, uh, powerhouse nations, uh, but Sateni Taukamo usually in a losing side, really impressed me. Uh, so since that point, I've been excited to see what he can do in the shark system. Uh, he's Australian-born, Greek heritage, Tongan heritage, Kiwi heritage, uh, and he's just, he's got that great mix of both power and speed, um, likes to play out on the wing, can fill center and fullback as well, uh, and the junior of the Gaimia Gorillas will be hoping to make his NRL debut. So my one to watch for the Sharkies this year, I am going to go with the 19-year-old Sateni Taukamo. Next up, we keep this train moving. Best 17, question mark. Uh, the question mark is because this is mainly an educated guess from me, uh, but yeah, this isn't the official best 17. Team lists have dropped for Vegas. They have not dropped uh, for the other side. So we don't know what Sharky's round one team will be, uh, but here is the 17 that I have in front of me. Uh, now, I had a look at their trial team list from the past weekend, and also, like, their back five is pretty established. Like, there are a few positions, say, for instance, hooker, like Blake Braley, right? That just makes sense. Uh, so best 17 for the Sharkies. At fullback, I've got Will Kennedy coming off the best year of his career, uh, a Cronulla Sharks junior, and one of the more underrated players uh, in our game. I think Sharkies, they've got a good one, and the best thing with Will Kennedy is that you're not paying him a million dollars, which there are a few fullbacks within this competition that just, they command a hefty paycheck. Now, Will Kennedy's still being handsomely compensated 
for his performances, but you could almost say that he's a bargain. Given that he came through the system, you haven't had to pay overs to attract him to the club, uh, and he just suits the system to a T. Has also come through the grades uh, with a lot of these guys like Mulitalo and Katoa. So Will Kennedy, he'll be at the back. Uh, the depth option, making his return from injury this year, young Cade Dykes. Uh, so best of wishes to Cade. Hopefully he can stay fit and healthy. On the wings, Sione Katoa and Ronaldo Mulitalo. Uh, I think that's pretty much a lock, right? Two of the great wingers of the competition. Uh, for Mulatalo, he's spoken this year about cutting out some of that trash talk from his game. Uh, at times, he does ruffle opposition fans the wrong way uh, with the way he carries on during games. I personally uh, couldn't really care less. And that's as a Warriors fan. Like, he was carrying on a treat last year when we played them, but... I love Mulatalo. I think he's an awesome player. And I'm interested to see if he does cut that side out of his game and just goes all in on like physical performance rather than verbal. Oh, gee whiz. I mean, there is still a lot of development in Ronaldo Mulatalo. And that's already at this stage uh, where he's played for the Kiwis at international level. Would have played Origin for the Maroons uh, had there not been uh, a few issues there. So for Ronaldo Mulatalo... I mean, his best years, you could say, still in front of him. I think it's going to be a massive season for Ronaldo of the Molotalo variety, not the Cristiano. Sione Katoa, he's been in this team for a little while now, and there's no one that is, in my mind, challenging them for the round one start. You've got young Samuel Stone Street. You've got my one to watch, Sateni Taukamo. You've also got Maweni Hiroti. Uh, but I think Katoa Molotalo, they'll be the starting wingers. In the centres, Jesse Ramian and Sifa Telekai. Uh, there was a bit of talk about maybe Telekai going back into the second row, uh, but it looks like he will play left centre, and he has a pretty good combination with Molotalo. Whilst Jesse Ramian, when he is fit, I mean, he is such a threat on that edge. Lethal running game, a very great fend as well, so he can get his opposition centre off of him, then all of a sudden, he's one-on-one -on -one with the fullback. Or brings the winger in and you get the ball out to someone like Sione Katoa, who has speed to burn. So the back five, pretty well established for the Sharkies. They've had time uh, getting the reps in with combinations. Now, like I said, the theme for this season, take the next step. And for this back five, uh, both individually and collectively, that's the goal. Take that next step. Uh, the next logical step in your journey. Halves, Braden Trindle, uh, who I spoke about earlier, biggest year of his career to date, and in the seven, Nico Hines. Uh, now the front row does interest me. Uh, as far as props, there are a few options to start. And I do wonder with Dale Finucane, uh, does he start at 13 and McInnes off the bench? Or does McInnes start at 13 uh, and do you play Finucane starting in the front row? So I'm not exactly sure what they'll do there, uh, but some of the contenders to start at prop, you have Oregon Kalfusi, Toby Rudolph, Ru uh, Royce Hunt, and Braden Hamlin-Uele, who's just re-signed with the club. Uh, so those are the main starting front row options. I've got Blake Braley at nine. Teague Wilton should start the year on the left, returning from injury. Britton Nukura on the right. Uh, and like I said, not sure whether they'll go Dale Finucane 
at 13, uh, or Cam McInnes. Then I've got it in the 14, Cam McInnes, uh, dependent on whether he starts. On the bench, uh, one of those other props who I mentioned earlier, uh, given I mentioned four props, only two of them can start. Uh, so potentially Toby Rudolph on the bench, maybe Hamlin Ueli or Royce Hunt. And I think Jack Williams has to be on the bench. He was superb last year, had a breakthrough season. And look, he does play off the bench, so he's not a household name. Uh, but Jack Williams, I honestly think he needs to be a staple of the 17 this year. Will be interesting to see uh, if he gets the gig. Then a couple of other guys I've put in the 18 position are some guys who may come into the mix. Thomas Hazelton coming off a massive year in 2023. If he's not on the bench, uh, he'll be in the extended squad for sure. Jesse Colhoun, uh, he'll be competing for a spot on the edge. And then halves back up, like I mentioned earlier. Is Niwai Pudu the next man to come in? Uh, or potentially someone like Daniel Atkinson? So when you look at this lineup, a lot of combinations, there's not really any new faces that come into this mix other than Trindle, who's been at the club for years. This is a pretty settled roster. These are guys who know each other's strengths and weaknesses very well. So you would have to assume Sharks, if they can keep this best 17 on the park, they really should be pushing for top four honours. Let's keep this fucking train moving. Uh, trials. First trial, Sharky's lost 44 to 18, uh, not really playing a first strength side. Uh, and then when they did play a first strength side this past weekend, a 12-6 win over the Bulldogs. Uh, to be honest, not a huge lot of takeaways from the Sharky's trials, just an opportunity to blow off the cobwebs, get some fitness. Club captains, uh, well, it will be Cam McInnes and Dale Finucane. They will both be the co-captains. And that's why I'm interested. If McInnes is the captain, like, do you start Finucane at 13, bring him off for a spell, put McInnes in there? Like, McInnes is capable of playing the full 80. So I wonder, does he start? Does he play the 14 role? Uh, but the captains for this club, McInnes and Finucane. Now, just having a squiz, we'll go through the top squad for the Sharkies this year, and then we've basically gone through everything we need to cover. I'll finish off with the final assessment. Uh, but here's the Sharkies squad for 2024. We've got the top 30, also got the supplementary list, uh, as well as the extended squad. Extended squad are guys who will probably feature exclusively at cup level this year. Uh, but Sharks top 30, Daniel Atkinson, uh, who did manage one game for the Storm, has also played at international level for Italy. I'm a fan of Daniel Atkinson, and he will be pushing for a spot in the halves this year if Trindle can't fire. Jaden Beryl, he will be the backup dummy half uh, to Blake Braley. I need a backup chair. This Kmart one is killing me. Billy Burns crosses over from the Dragons. Jesse Colhoun. Cade Dykes, the backup fullback, Dale Finucane, Michael Gabriel, who the club got in a swap deal. Was it Connor Tracy that went the other way? I can't quite remember, but Michael Gabriel from the Bulldogs junior system, which right now, probably the best in the comp. So Michael Gabriel will be interesting uh, to see if he gets an opportunity this year. Braden hamlin Uele, Tom Hazelton, Niwai Pudu, Royce Hunt, Nico Hines, my X-Factor player, 
Kyle Eero. Kyle Eero. You would have to think he gets a shot this year. He's a gun young talent. I've been watching Kyle for years. He actually came through the Warriors system uh, when he was much younger, was playing under 20s and things of that nature, spent a bit of time at the Knights, uh, and has now really settled at Cronulla. It's time for Kyle Eero uh, to get more of a go. Reminds me a lot of a young Valentine Holmes. Sione Katoa, he will start on that right wing. Oregon Kalfusi, Will Kennedy, co-captain Cam McInnes, Ronaldo Mulatalo, Britton Nicora, uh, Jesse Ramian, Toby Rudolph, Sam Stone Street, young winger pushing for a debut this year, Sifa Telekai, Seteni Taukamo, my one to watch, Braden Trendle, Jack Williams, and Teague Wilton. Uh, so that's the top squad. Looking at the development players, you've got Max Bradbury, uh, who came to the club in a swap deal. Knights sending Bradbury over, one of the best young front rowers coming through the junior grades. And in return, Knights got Lachlan Miller, who is now in the Super League. So that's a pretty good get for the Sharkies. Max Bradbury uh, will be looking to continue to develop. It's kind of tricky because prop right now, uh, Sharks do have a lot of options there. And when you think about Adam Fanua Blake coming to the club next year, well, for someone like Max Bradbury, is his path to first grade blocked? You've also got Dylan Coots, a young second rower. Tuku Hao Tapuha, uh, who was at the Roosters formerly, has come over to the Sharkies. Uh, would probably have a link with Craig Fitzgibbon from his time at the Roosters. Maweni Hiroti, uh, given he's an, more of an experienced player, kind of surprised to see him on the development list. And Liam Ison, this kid is a weapon. He's a fullback, he's come over from the Penrith system, of course he has. And yeah, really, really bright future for Liam Ison. I did think about making him my one to watch for this year, uh, but I don't think we see him in first grade this year, but I definitely think we see him in first grade very soon. Ah, uh, fucking this chair can go to hell. Uh, and then we've got the wider squad. You've got Celesi Atata, who's a prop, Lachlan Crouch, Jack Gibbons. I'm a massive fan of Jack Gibbons, had been playing for the Sunshine Coast Falcons in the Queensland Cup, one of the best performers for the team week to week, uh, and through that, he now gets a shot in an NRL system, Jack Gibbons. Sam Healy, young dummy half, Blake Hosking, Locke Ford, Henry O'Kane, a back rower who has spent time at the West Tigers, young halfback Riley Pollard, Max Riolo, Tom Rodwell, Jordan Swan, Chris Viaila, who did feature in the trials, has come over from the Newcastle Knights, and Manaya Waitere. Uh, so that's the entire squad. They will all be pushing very hard for first grade action, uh, but obviously a lot of those development guys and wider squad will feature more so for the Newtown Jets in the New South Wales Cup. Okay, second last stop on the train before we get to the final assessment. Uh, now, the nerds over at Fox Sports Lab, crunching the numbers away in the laboratory, uh, the staff writers for Fox Sports released uh, toward the end of last year, NRL Draw 2024 ranked from who has the easiest draw? I mean, quote unquote easiest, because no game in the NRL is easy, and also, for instance, you know, in 2023, before that season, the lab would crunch the numbers, 
and you would say, for sure, the Warriors are going to be a fucking easy side to beat. That wasn't the case. The year before, you would have said, for sure, you play the Cowboys, well, fuck, you're probably going to beat them. That wasn't the case. So do keep in mind, I mean, for instance, you know, two games against the Tigers could be fantastic uh, in this ease of draw, but the Tigers could get a lot better. Same for a team like the Bulldogs. You also have teams, you know, who has to play top eight sides twice and things like that. Well, you don't know who's actually going to drop off. So numbers aren't everything. But in this little article, the hardest draw in the competition, according to Fox Sports uh, and the lab, the Rabbitohs. The easiest draw, again, quote unquote, in the competition, the Cronulla Sharks. Yes, 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 yes. That is the case. Cronulla supposedly have the easiest draw in the competition. 15 games this season against sides that did not feature in the final series last year. Uh, Now, who do they play twice? The Sharkies will play the Raiders twice, uh, who did play finals, but are one of the teams that have been predicted to drop off. They play the Bulldogs twice, Titans, Cowboys, Rabbitohs, Dragons, Warriors, and Tigers. So they don't play Penrith twice, they do not play the Broncos twice, and in fact, when they do play the Broncos, it'll be coming off of Origin, so you wonder, it could be a second string side from the Broncos. Uh, But also, that was one thing last year when I was doing podcast content. I talked for ages at the start of the season how I felt like Cronulla once it hit origin, we're going to go to another level. Because other than Nico Hines, there was no one else in that team from memory that was playing origin. So their whole team, like they were still fielding their best 17 week to week. And when some sides were missing five, six players through origin. But what happened was the Sharkies, they lost a couple of games. They really didn't fire during that period. So... Uh, That could be another point again this year. Say Nico Hines doesn't play Origin and they have the full complement of their roster. It's a really good opportunity. Uh, Now here is the analysis from Fox Sports uh, in regards to the Sharks' draw. The Sharks have the easiest draw in the NRL 2024, according to Fox Sports Lab. Nerds, uh, it's a cushy start for Cronulla with games against the Bulldogs, Tigers and Raiders within the first four weeks. Uh, Although, as I said, like Bulldogs could be a lot better. Tigers could be a lot better. Uh, Now, the Sharkies will open their season against the mighty New Zealand Warriors. My side. That game actually in Auckland as well. So that, not an easy start. And in fact, I'm actually going back to Auckland for a week on Saturday. And I had a look at the calendar. I'll just so happen to be in Auckland for that round one game. I'm going to try and suss some last minute tickets for sure. And then, I mean, this isn't the Warriors podcast, but I had a look at the draw. Well, where are the Warriors playing in round two? Well, after I visit Auckland briefly, I'll be flying back to where I live, Melbourne. And that just so happens to be round two. So I am... Buying off, getting to games one and two for the Warriors season. Game one being against the Sharkies. 
As I mentioned, Cronulla will pay 15 pay play 15 games against teams who did not make the eight last year, meaning that they possess the softest strength of schedule in the league. In addition, they have a date with what could be a depleted Broncos side just three days after Origin won. Uh, now, back like we've left the lab now, they reckon that Sharks have the easiest draw. I think a real possibility this season could be, you know, Sharks beat all these lower sides, they're in top four contention. Uh, but I think maybe later in the year, there could be a point where we get hoodwinked, where maybe we think the Sharks are more of a contender than they actually are because of where they sit on the ladder. They may blow a few of these lower teams away. I'm interested. I'm highly interested in the Sharkies. It could be a bit of a flat track bully situation, uh, but as I've said, the theme for this entire podcast is to take that next step. And look, if they fail to take that next step this year, you certainly cannot blame it on their draw. Oakley Doakley, neighborino, we are here. The final assessment. Uh, well, I think one of my assessments I just said, I think we could get hoodwinked this season. And it's not that I don't think Sharks could win the premiership. They have an amazing team. They could most definitely take that next step this year. And think about, you know, last year, and this is even as a Warriors fan, there was a gap between the top two, three and four, and then the gaps just got bigger as you went down the ladder. Broncos and Penrith, and it showed by them both making the grand final, were, they were kind of just in a league of their own at the very top tier of the competition. Now, there's plenty to suggest it could be Cronulla. Like, we're looking at teams who could potentially, you know, jump up to that top tier league and be competing with Penrith and be the ones to knock them off. It could be the Sharks. It very well could be. Uh, next year, though, I think their chances skyrocket when you throw someone like Adam Fanua Blake into the mix. But they still have a very serviceable, uh, serviceable, can't fucking speak English, Ford pack, as is. They have a great back line. You've got Nico Hines at halfback. I think a lot of this does hinge on like Braden Trindle. If he comes out and kills it, that could be the missing link to take Sharkies to that next level, funnily enough. When we look at guys like Nico Hines, Fanukin, uh, Ronaldo Mulatalo, amongst many others, you know, you think of them as probably that piece that if they go to the next level, Cronulla Sharks become premiership contenders. It could be Braden Trindle. It really could. But, like I said, I think we may get hoodwinked here. I think we may. I think they'll go quite well. I think they'll be pushing for top four honours. But I don't know if it's going to be a true reflection on where the Sharkies stand. But like with this soft schedule, quote unquote soft again, um, like that could play them into form. That could actually just help them to hit that form because they are going to have it deeply ingrained in their minds, the failures of the last two final series and how they went out basically without a fight. Like they did not fire a shot over the last couple's, uh, couple of final series. 
So once they get there, if they get there, that motivation, coupled with the draw they have that can play them into form, that can have them pushing for top four, by the time they reach finals, fuck, it could be on. It could be. Uh, Now, the key, uh, top four defense. That is my key for Cronulla. I mentioned earlier, Craig Fitzgibbon, a defensive mastermind. We see it all the time. The best defensive teams go on to win the competition. I have no questions around the Sharks' attack. Nico Hines, Nikura, uh, that right side. You've got Mulitalo on the left side, Talakai. They've got a lot of attacking threats. It's going to be the defense as far as taking the next step, which has been the theme of today's podcast. So the key, be in the top four sides defensively this year. My point of difference for Cronulla, uh, it would be their back five. Like I said, very established as far as combinations. And if you get the best version of guys like Jesse Ramian, Ronaldo Mulatalo, again, all these things do point to like if these players level up, the Sharks will level up. And for the Sharks, they don't need to reach too many more levels before they are truly competing for that premiership. So it is a massive year for them, massive year for the players, huge year for a coach. Uh, and for the fans, it's pretty exciting, especially when you think Adam Fanua on the Blake. What the fuck did I just say? Adam Fanua on the Blake. I'm going to keep that in. You know what I meant. I'm just, yeah, Adam Fanua Blake on the way. Adam Fanua way on the Blake. So yeah, exciting for them. Uh, it's not exciting for me that my English declines every single day, but we press forward. Back five, point of difference. And here you go. Here's my ladder prediction. Seventh. Uh, why? Ease of draw. At points, I was honestly wrestling with the fact I reckon Sharkies, if they drop a few games early in the season, I still think they could miss the eight. It's weird. Like At their best, they could win the premiership. At not close to their best, given a lot of the teams in the competition now, like there are more than eight finals-worthy teams in the competition. Last year, we saw that. Para killed it, missed out. Our Cowboys went on a surge. They missed out. Rabbitohs missed out. So you have to be at your best. Sharks could be one of those teams that surprise us a bit with a fall-off. But then I just cast my mind back to when I did this series for the 2022 season. Who embarrassed me the most when I said they would come ninth? The Sharks. They would go on to finish second. So, yeah, I'm putting them in seventh place because, yeah, they've, they've shown me. They've proven me wrong, so... They're in my eight. Seventh place, uh, they've got the ease of draw, which definitely helps. They've got the 2022 and 2023 lessons uh, from coming up duck eggs, straight set finals, exits. Main call this year, flat track bullies, question mark. That is, as I've said, one thing that could happen where we kind of get hoodwinked by where the sharks are really at by the schedule that they have. We shall see though. Final time I ask this question, can Cronulla take the next step in their move toward premiership glory? That has been the overriding theme 
the next logical step. You're playing finals, you're a very solid team. The only next logical step is to now level up into genuine premiership contenders. So with that, I now have the Sharks in seventh. Uh, I've got my whole bottom nine set. I've got Roosters predicted to finish second. Uh, and I've put Cowboys to get back into the eight in sixth place. Still a few spots though to sew up. I've got another five podcasts uh, in this series. Knights will be up next. Uh, that coming out either later tonight or tomorrow. And between this podcast and the Knights one, well, Teamless Tuesday, baby. We have our Vegas team lists. They have dropped. So I will also be putting out for the first, but not the last time this year, the weekly NRL preview podcast. And of course, on the Sunday slash Monday, the NRL weekend wrap will be returning. Paterning? Fuck my life. For season 2024. Uh, So I'll still be doing this series till it's finished. But then after that, it moves uh, to two podcasts a week and also over on our Instagram at Not Just a Sports Report. Uh, Each week I put up performance highlights of the round. So player of the round, team of the round. Uh, We have Rising Star nomination. And then at the end of the year, of course, you can vote on the Rising Star for the 2024. Last two years, Not Just a Sports Report Rising Star uh, was Sunia Taruva and the year before Jeremiah Nanai. So we get a lot of exciting young players in this competition. We've also got some very experienced heads, guys like Adam Reynolds, Daly Cherry Evans, looking to lead their teams to the top. Round one in Vegas. Well, it is right amongst it now, this Sunday. So we'll keep the series moving. It is time for me to finish up today. Thank you for listening as always. And most of all, well, the footy is officially back. So take care, but most of all, enjoy the footy.